Baseball family, this week we are going to talk about lockout updates, of course, spring training hats, and 25 under outfielders right now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome back, baseball family, to another episode of the Baseball Together podcast. I'm Brig, and per the huge, the hugeness, I got the Brad man here with me. Blackjack Brad, how are you? I'm doing well, Brig. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Breaking Bad is the newest thing in Brad's life, and I just want to call you Breaking Brad so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little shaken by it, I'll be honest. Um, I've never be. watched it because I worked in pharmacy for a while, and every time I tell somebody a decongestant, they'd say, you, and I, you know, I do the spiel, you know, you're signing this saying you're making, you're not going to make meth. And every, every single time break without fail, without fail, every person, you, have you watched Breaking Bad? Have you watched? <laughs> no, I haven't. To the point, it's like, have you? No, nope, I haven't watched. No, nope, watched Breaking nope. Bad. I haven't seen it. And so for a long time, I had absolutely <laughs> zero interest until recently. I was like, you know, it's on Netflix. Let's give it a try. But, Bro. It is exquisite storytelling. Okay. After, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Let's get into Moving this. right along. <laughs> <laughs> Baseball family, as we said, we have got more lockout updates to tell you about. And Brad and I have a prediction. We think that this might have to be re-recorded in a few hours just to cover our bases because who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> we could only be so lucky, let's be honest. And I'll be, I'll be fine if we have to re-record tomorrow or Wednesday. Whatever. Yeah, anytime we this week, I will you, be ecstatic to re-record. We will bring you the newest, latest, and greatest. We are this close. Today, we are recording on February 28th. It is 2.30 in the afternoon Eastern time. We do not know what is going to happen with this season. Today is the deadline. So we're going to see. But we know a few things that right now are for sure, for sure. First, the MLBPA proposed extended postseason yesterday right? The eve mm-hmm. of the deadline. So Brad, do you want to tell us a little bit about your thoughts and feelings on that? You had, you sent me this thing about ghost wins. Mm-hmm. What would you, first of all, lay it out for everybody and then we can talk about it. Okay. So this is, this is the thing is that the players want to incentivize winning your division, which is what it's all about, right? We all want our team to win the division. Like personally, think- I'm like, just bring, get in. Right. But (laughs) what they want is they want to make it so the playing field is not so level for the teams that don't win the division because with expanded playoffs, you're going to have a bunch of teams getting in, right? As everything goes right now, you've got three division winners. And if you're going to have even a 12 team format, uh, that is three non-division division winners getting in and you've got to incentivize those winners. So what they were talking about was awarding the division winners um a ghost win now it's interesting i'll be honest with you and for those of you who don't know what a ghost win is is basically say they're playing a five game series and it's the astros and the rays playing the astros are the one seed that the rays are a wild card getting in um the astros would start the series one to zero in a best of five you know so really they only play four games um but so the, so the Astros would need to win two games. The Rays would need to win three. Um, it's it's an interesting setup, and it's something that if it, anybody who grew up playing in tournaments, uh, I know for sure in baseball tournaments, this is something that you're familiar with. Because you go, you've got the bracket, right? It splits winners, yeah. losers, top, bottom, whatever, however you want to do it. And then you get to the championship game, and you can't take down the winner, the, the team from the winning bracket, with one win. The, the winner basically goes in with a ghost win. This is honestly the first time I've ever heard re- heard of it referred to as a ghost win. Yeah, me too. Um, and then you've got the the losing team would come and has to win two games. Okay. So that's that's what they're proposing. Now, first off, I was like, okay, interesting. And it does really present like an opportunity and an advantage for that higher seed, right? Because there are pitching implications. There are, I mean, to win two games is a whole lot less daunting than it is to win three against a single team. Especially with pitching. 
Yes, but on the that's other hand, though, really, the money will be made. That's only going forward, though. On the other hand, like in the current series, all's even with pitching, so it's yeah. not an incredible advantage as as opposed to like you only need two really good starters as opposed to three. So I don't, I don't know. It, I'm not sure that it creates an enormous advantage, but there is some of an incentive to go into a series up one before you even start. Right to me, it, it feels like a like a cheap incentive almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's a half incentive or something. I don't. I'm not in love with the idea. I don't I'm all not. the way hate it, but I would. If you told me right now, Brig, how do you feel about it? I'd say, mm, give me something different. Yeah, I feel the same way. That it's. I was at first. I was kind of like, okay, it's interesting. But the more I thought about it, I was like, I don't really love. I'd rather have my team have a buy. But on the other hand, the players don't love buys. No. They're trying to avoid buys. Right. Because they're creatures of habit. Well, and not only that. So, so here's my question: Do you like the expanded playoff formats? Do you like twelve or even fourteen team playoffs? Um, I do, just because I want to see more playoff baseball. You know, the the argument is that it cheapens the regular season. That there's no, like you said, no incentive to win the division if you can get in as the third best team in the division. But there is still an advantage to going in as a higher seeded team. You can't, it's not like you can just throw out the seating when you get there. Like, no, you can't do that. There's, there's somewhat of an advantage. There's something to be said for playing at your home field and coming in as, as the division winner, you know? So, I don't know. And it's not like teams can tank and get into the playoffs. No doubt. Regardless. I mean, how do you, I mean, you, you don't love expanded playoffs, right? Nope. Nope. I don't. I think if you want to give me 12 team playoffs, give me two expansion teams. Oh yeah, I fit it in again. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not wrong. You're not wrong. There's a lot of there's a lot of sentiment with that. And I think it would work best if you had cuz then you'd have to have four divisions. Bingo, old school. Yeah, cuz then you've got Back four division winners races. and two wild cards and it all Back works out. races. That's what I want, Brad. I know. Ugh, I it's know. just not going to happen with this thing. Stupid. Anyway, I am against a 14 team playoff. I think that's ridiculous. That's that a lot. seems like it's a money grab. It's logistically awkward and it honestly it just feels cheap. It just feels cheap and if somebody comes all the way from the bottom, I don't know. You you, you can't help but question it from zero. It's exciting. Yeah. It sells tickets. It's great it for club gets, longevity and and nostalgia and all that but it gets views too it gets views because people are going to watch that, the playoffs that's the problem i mean so. i can't believe i just said that that's the problem is that baseball is being watched like who am i but <laughs> at the same time oh i just it just feels like it's a back we're back to all about money which i know it is Woof, so Brad. speaking of money i have to i have to talk about this for just a second okay um, do it so I, I was watching Dan Patrick this morning. I was doing, I was getting some stuff done and uh, I was watching Dan Patrick and Jeff Passan was on and he, and he brought oh, up something. Excuse me, it's Jeff Passan. <laughs> like, did you ever watch Corky Romano, that movie with um, Chris Kattan? Yes. It's, it's Passant. It, it's French. Passant. <laughs> anyway, so he had an article come out today on ESPN.com. I haven't read it yet. I'm going to get on and read it later because I have to after what he said. He said MLB is a zero-sum operation that the league brings in all its money, it pays the players, and what's left goes to the owners. And what they do with it is entirely up to them. They can pocket it. They can put it towards stadium renovations. They can pay their front office. They can pay their vendors. They can pay their ticket takers. They can pay whoever they want, however they want, with all that leftover money. And for them to say, we're paying our players too much is downright freaking ridiculous. Yep. <clears throat> Makes me that so was... mad. <laughs> <laughs> and but the other thing too though is that like I've I've been saying this for the for years though is like if you don't want to pay them that much, don't don't pay them that much. Yeah. Don't give them the big deal. Like don't give yes. them the big contract. You're the one who's doing it. Market value is what's set by the buyer. Okay. Anyway. Rob Manfred. 
<laughs> I was just going to say a now message from our sponsors, but you said Rob Manfred. <laughs> so Rob Manfred says he's, he's he's not surprised by the deadline breach, that it doesn't feel like there's going to be a deal done by today. And honestly, like, <laughs> neither are we. Is Rob. anybody else? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> to reach a deal, you have to work. You have to put in the effort. You got to show up to the table, homie. Like, hello? More than a handful of times. And the fact that he didn't even show up till what, Thursday last week? I, come on! Dude is like, it's just not going to happen, man. And 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 I'm I'm the victim here. Like, I just can't believe we haven't been able to reach a deal. Well, you don't show up to work, bro. You know what he said? You know what he said at the beginning of the lockout, too? Like, aside from the letter, like, we've addressed the letter to the fans, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, all that. But he's I'll also said missing games would be devastating to the sport. He did. I know. He did. And it's like, dude, it's your fault. It is your fault <laughs> that you're going to miss games. You know what else he said? He said games will not be made up because, quote, a deadline is a deadline. Now, Holy crap. Okay. What the, this is what that did to me. I was like, well, well, yeah. So if Rob doesn't get his way, then he's not going to play. And if we aren't going to play his way, nobody gets to play. Not the kids. We're not going to let the kids play. After all that marketing effort that we said about let the kids play. Uh-uh. Because if we don't play with his pink ball in his way, with his rules on his field, then it's not going to work. Now, I was actually thinking about this yesterday. So, they're not going to make up games. They're just going to pick up where the schedule picks up, right? So if it's May 3rd, whatever games are scheduled to play May 3rd, if it's like the third game of a three-game series for everybody, that's where they're going to play, and then they're going to go right. from there. Yeah. Um, now, I this is a kind of an, a thought that I had along those lines, that remember back in 2020 when they reached a deal for games, like the number of games they were going to play, they decided on 60. It was always going to be 60, Brad. It was always going to be 60. Yeah. Exactly. From the beginning, the owners and Manfred balked and balked and balked and balked. Now, I wonder if they have a number in mind. They're like, we're going to punish these players and we're only going to give them three quarters of their paychecks. We yeah. are not going to budge off their number. If they happen right. to come down to us, we'll find another point to argue because we're not going to pay them their entire salary this year and they're all going to be hurting. Now, I, I wonder if that's like what's going on here, which is obviously not in good faith at all. But it's also not unprecedented. To exactly your right. That's exactly Brad, right. Brad, brilliant. I didn't even think about that. Major League Baseball has a number, and they're not going to cut a deal until oh, they reach it. Dude. And I'm very upset about that. I was like furious when I figured that out. Oh, obviously, that it's a little exactly bit of a conspiracy theory. Maybe on. I need to put my tinfoil hat on. But no, yeah, I, I feel like that's that going feels on. that feels like the most accurate statement I've ever heard. Because because here's the this. big thing is like the big sticking point is the competitive balance tax. Yes. A.K.A. the salary cap. <laughs> right. It's not a salary cap, Brad. Don't call it that. A salary cap by any other name is still a salary cap. But anyway, <laughs> that should be written like that sounds like Abe Lincoln said that or something. <laughs> A salary cap by any other name is still a salary <laughs> cap, nonetheless, regardless of the title or the tag in which it holds, sir. But, exactly. Okay. But Thank so the players, so the players have come down. The players have come down off their number. They they brought yeah. it down. Major League yeah. Baseball went up one million dollars. One <laughs> after the players have come down several. Yeah, that's like, right. They're playing a game. And it's nefarious, Brig. And they're winning. Well, not in the public opinion. No, but they're winning on the bottom line dollar amounts. They are. Yeah. I mean, they're they just they dug a trench and they're staying there. Yeah, because I, I think they have a number they want to reach and they're gonna hold out until right. they reach it. I think you're right. And I think that the fans are the ones losing at the end of the day. Yes, they are. You want to take us to our next point? I mean, I guess. <laughs> About the fans, Greg. It's, it's a perfect so segue. perfect. I know it was a perfect segue. Here's what is happening, baseball family. A full-page ad came out uh, demanding. Demanding? Is that requesting? I don't know I if requesting, requesting is strong enough. But it was it, what we're... There, hmm, how do I say this? I'm going to open the article right now. 
I'm actually pulling up. MLB fans want a seat at the table. Let me summarize it that way. We have said that a billion times, okay? And we are asking Rob Manfred and everyone else involved to let us have a seat at the table. And what what uh, publication was it was it published in, Brad? Does it say? Uh, it was in a, Mil- a Milwaukee newspaper. Okay, it, so it, it doesn't give the what. actual which no. one. So in a Milwaukee newspaper, there was a full page ad taken out requesting that fans have a vote in the discussions that we have a voice and honestly we need to i think so i mean but we said that for a long time we we have because legitimately if fans stop coming to games you've got a problem on your hands and if fans stop watching on tv you've got an even bigger problem on your hands that is where all the money is made for those of you that are new to the show. Broadcast revenue is everything. It is the linchpin of the entire economic operation of baseball. Of 100%. professional sports in general. 100%. Correct. That's where that's all where it comes from. Um I actually read so I learned like the gravity of this when I read the book of basketball book of basketball by uh, Bill Simmons mm-hmm. is that he pinpointed the date where NBA players no longer had to have a second job. And it was because the NBA gave live rights to whatever network it was at the time Mm. that the network was willing to pay the NBA X amount of dollars to be able to broadcast all their games live. And at that point, the players like walked in, I think it was during the all-star game and they're like, look, we know how much money you're getting. We want our slice of the pie because we're the reason people are going to be watching these live basketball games. Yeah. And then from then on, they they were one job got like they could hold the single job of being a professional athlete, and it trickled down to every other sport as well. Yeah. So if it wasn't for live TV rights, these guys would still be holding two, three jobs working in the offseason. We wouldn't have the product that we do. Right. And it and that that goes back to you know the mill leagues and the mm-hmm. mining towns and different things like that. Corporate corporate sponsored baseball, back mm-hmm. to like shoeless Joe. Yeah. Honestly. Um, okay, let's segue into uh, a couple of more key updates in the the negotiations. We've got some things they've settled on. And the rumors that we're getting, the reports we're hearing, are that we've got just one thing left on the table. And it's the uh, tax, the luxury tax, right? That's the only thing that it's, they it's say... The- it's the big one, like right. arbitration and stuff, Super 2, all that. Like They're like, yeah, we can figure that out pretty easily. But to, the two sides are so stuck and entrenched where they want to be with the, with the competitive balance tax that they like that's going to be what causes them to miss games. Is that once they yeah. get that, they can be like, okay, let's sort this all out, and then we can go from there. So let me just go down the list on some things that as, as of this week we know have been uh, – either are or are not unified between the Players Association and the league, okay? Mm-hmm. Free agency, still not unified. Uh, draft pick compensation for free agency, still not unified. Salary arbitration, still not unified. Pre-arbitration bonus pool, still not unified. Service time, still not unified. Luxury tax, remains ununified. Amateur draft stuff, not unified. Minimum salary, still not unified. <laughs> you know, I yeah. mean, this goes on and on and on. Postseason, we still don't have unification on that. It's two. The players' association want twelve teams. The the league wants fourteen. The uh, designated hitter rule unified. Everybody yeah, somehow decided that was a good idea. Um, <laughs> that was a no brainer for both sides. Honestly, no, 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 it wasn't, Rick, Brad. Yes, this is yes, a product. This is a prime example of why the fans need a seat at the table, Brad. Okay, <laughs> this right here is the central issue in my mind. All right, back off. So there wouldn't be unification among the fans with with the universal Shut DH. Up. Yes, there <laughs> is. <arguing>. You t- <laughs> there's not unification on this screen. Shut up, Brad. DH. You don't know. You don't even know who says you're the authority on why we should have a universal DH when I'm clearly sitting right here and I'm louder than you. So just this is how negotiations go, people. You see. We I think that's how it's going right play now. Play act. Honestly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Dramatization and scene. 
scene. Ah, oh, bravo. <laughs> Thank you. That was off the cuff, by the way. Um, okay, the amateur draft is still not all the way so- sorted. Uh, uniforms and advertisements. Huh? That's something we haven't given a lot of play to. The, yeah. the league has proposed adding uniform and helmet advertising patches. The MLBPA says they will agree to that as long as it fits within the economic proposals that they're trying to push forward. And that's Brad's point. They've got to find ground on this other economic stuff before they'll let this other crap happen. Because this is just going to put more money in the club's pockets. Yep. Okay. Revenue sharing, not unified. International draft stuff, it's a little squishy on that one. Uh, On-field rule changes. The, I guess the league wants joint committee, including at least four active players, to discuss potential on-the-field rule changes, which are still well, being negotiated. And do you know the, the other thing with that is that – so right now the rule is is that they have to have an entire year before they can implement a rule. The league yeah. wants four months. Yeah, and that's, that's yucky. really scary. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. No, no because that's a mid-season change potential. Yep. For sure. Super rut row. Yeah. The one thing everybody does agree on, other than stupid DH, is that the length of the CBA will be five years. <laughs> that this they will not have this problem again for five more years. So but we'll be that's what we know. Too, so. That's what we know for sure. Um, a couple of other current events, and then we'll take a break. The Mets hire Elizabeth Ben as the director of baseball operations. More women in baseball. Very excited about that. And Derek Jeter steps down as the Marlins CEO. This seems to have come as a bit of a surprise to the organization, uh, a definite surprise to the fan base and everybody else involved in just simply watching baseball. Um, I think it's it's probably a good thing. The statement he made said that the direction that the that the organization is going is not kind of what he signed up for. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing here, but that's basically what he said. And it was like, rut row, trouble in paradise, but... We'll see what happens. Brad, do you want to comment on any of that before we take a break? Well, the Jeter one was like, so it was like caught me by surprise today. I was like, whoa, for reals? And um, they're talking about it when I was listening to Dan Patrick while I was driving around this morning. And they're like, uh, from what they said, it sounded like it was quote unquote mutual. That it was almost like he walked in and they're like, we are going to go in a different, different direction. He's like, yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about today, too that I'm going to go in a different direction, like turn around and pack up my office. And yeah, that's the direction Thanks. I'm going to go. So that's how it feels. Feels yeah. like, Whoa. Okay. So anyway, it will be interesting to see what happens to Jeter now that he's had a taste in that front office culture and in the back end operation side, I would like to see more from him. I just don't know in what capacity that will be. Maybe that was he manages. That's I don't know if he'll manage. Um, I don't know either. I wonder, but- if he'll be, if he'll take more of a GM, like take a GM role somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, because as a CEO, he was like all encompassing, right? He was totally. covering, he yeah. was taking care of a lot of stuff. Um, I wonder if he wants to not wear so many hats and just be a GM. I can see I that. Know. I, don't I know. can see that. One of the things that Jeter did do really well, other than the 2020 run uh, that they had all the way, what was the NLDS, I think, as far as they got. But yeah. he's also been one of the leading um, baseball operations personnel, I guess, blanketly we'll call him that, mm-hmm. that has been kind of pushing or behind the women in baseball movement. So that's yeah. super awesome. We love that yeah. about Derek Jeter. Okay, baseball family, with that, we're going to take a quick break. and we come back, we're going to talk about the spring training hats that they have released and how we feel about them. Before we go to break, let's talk about this real quick, Brig. Oh, we yeah. Have, we have something new to offer our listeners, all of them, every single one of you guys. And, Brig, that was a perfect segue. I, I'll be honest with you. I loved it Thanks, so much. Yes. But we have launched a Patreon for all of our listeners. This is the easiest way for all of you to support the podcast. Brig, what's a cup of coffee cost these days? Like three bucks, three fifty, depending on where you get it and how bougie you are, like I am. Well, there you go. <laughs> so if you're like Brig and you like $5 coffee for one yeah. cup of coffee a month, you can support the podcast with our Patreon. We're offering all kinds of perks for you guys. Hats, t-shirts, um, so much fun stuff. There's different tiers where you can go over to our, our, hit the link in uh, our link tree and go check it out. Um, in addition to that, our favorite Ooh. thing that we're bringing you right now is called the bullpen cut. 
of the Can I podcast. tell them what that is? Do it, Brig. Baseball family, we have long heard from you. Like we have people that are saying, well, what does it look like behind the scenes? And how do you guys actually talk to each other? And you know, what what happens that brings all this about? And we are gonna show you now. We are gonna have an unedited, uncensored, not necessarily family-friendly version of the podcast <laughs> available to you who want that. We have made it ex- exceptionally clear that this is a family-friendly show. We want you to be able to listen to it with your kids. We want our kids to be able to listen to it as well. That is one of the things that we made very clear from the beginning. But that is not always how this thing gets built. <laughs> and we sometimes use adult language <laughs> from time to time. And uh, we have some some of our people who've asked for not just that, but other parts of what goes into you know making this possible to include production meetings and how you know the decisions we make and the jokes we tell about each other behind your back all of the things <laughs> and you'll now all have access things. to that with patreon with a full unedited version of the podcast that we are like brad said calling the bullpen cut so we have a link down in the description of every episode we changed over to linktree just to uh, streamline everything for you head over to linktree click the patreon link at the very top and then find out how you can support us that way we'll be right back no matter which ballpark you're at you want to rep your team now you can with nine plus us welcome to the big city series with every design available in your team's colors you can fit in with the home crowd or stand out on the road either way we have the colors you crave shop the big city series and find designs that rep your favorite baseball podcast cheer from the cheap seats and much more shop the big city series only at nine Welcome back, baseball family. So this last week, we had uh, spring training hats come out, despite there not being any spring training games. And so we thought that it would be a good idea now to go through and talk about these hats that were dropped. But real quick, before we get into that, you're going to notice that our hats are a little bit funky if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, I have a little bit of a stingray going on. Brig is going with the uh, shark fin. We decided... shark fin. Um, my hat popped open last segment. Uh, I had it on backwards. For those of you watching, you might have seen it. You might have heard on the audio me say something. Uh, but we decided that until baseball starts, we're going rally caps every week. So if you want to see yep. the rally caps, hop on YouTube. You can see it. Uh, for those of you not, for those of you who just listen, it's theater of the mind. But anyway, so <laughs> let's That's get into these. <laughs> <laughs> let's get into these spring training hats, Brig. So. Um, you have some indignation you want to share before we get started on this. Then I have a couple of thoughts that I'd like to share before we actually get into the hats themselves. Thank you, sir. I want to express how ludicrous it is. The audacity of both major league baseball and new era that they are going to try and sell us hats, brand new hats when they are unwilling to provide us with baseball games. I, I, I know this has gotten really negative this show and I apologize for that. (laughs) But, oh my gosh, who do these people think they are? And on top of that, most of them are absolute trash. They're horrible. (laughs) Not all of them, but most of them are utter wastes of life. And I am just really upset at the entire thing. Okay, yeah. thank you. No, I mean, you're not wrong. It's one of those things where it's like, sir, explain to me where indeed you got the audacity to try to sell us these hats. Not only because there's no baseball, like you said, but also they're not they're not good. Like they're not good. I for one am not a big fan of trucker hats. I don't have hair on top. So mm-hmm. a hat is as much functionality as it is a fashion statement. Yeah. And for me to wear something mesh completely defeats the purpose so see and i love trucker hats i will disagree with you i think that is probably the one decision i loved about this Mm. and of course they're all going with i mean you can get them in the tall crown my preference or you can get them in the sloping short crown yeah uh which i know a lot of people love and there's probably a dad cap version in there somewhere this is the hybrid between like the dad cap un structured crown versus the sloping low crown mm-hmm. it looks like they don't it looks like they only have the i think yeah, they just have the low profile and the high yeah, crown. yeah but but let's go ahead and get and into I, this anyway break. yeah uh so share with me your first 
of your three bad? Because we're going to do three bad, three good. What, what's your first bad in no particular order? St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> Mine as well. <laughs> no, seriously. Look, yeah. look, baseball family. This is the red cardinal bird on a red hat with red mesh and red squatchy and red eyelets and red is everywhere. That alone is a little bit absurd, but the Cardinal is literally turned backward, looking over its shoulder with a coy like. It's mooning you. It's what it's doing. It's 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 mooning you. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Whose idea was this? I don't know. I don't. I have much less of a problem with the with all the red, because like sometimes a red logo can look good, but like there's not enough black outlining the bird for it to make the logo stand out. No, but the logo they chose to use is weird. That's a really weird logo. I don't even know where that comes from. That it is looks str- like a third grade clip art version. Yes, it does. That's exactly it's what it looks like. So bad, baseball family. Uh, yeah. We're gonna have to put a link. The, the link will be down in the description. <laughs> Absolutely, because you have hey, to see this. Okay, you go. What's your next one? Okay, my next one is uh, is the Giants. Oh yeah. Um, that G, they're really pushing hard because that was the G on uh on their city series this city, year. City Connect, yeah, yeah, and like I, <laughs> again, I have less of a problem with the all black hat, all bl- like black squatchy eyelets, mesh, everything. The problem, the big problem I have is that they felt like they had to put the San Francisco Giants logo yes! down in the bottom. Right corner yes! the they're like, panel. nobody knows what this is. <laughs> Let's help you because we know how stupid we are. I don't know what that's about because I saw it. I was like, wait, did they put that on all the hats? No, nope. no, just no, that just one. the Giants, just the Giants <laughs> hat. <laughs> so weird. No reason for it. Absolutely no oh, reason man. for it. It is unnecessary, redundant, and repetitive. There I hate it so much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, my next one is the D-backs hat, which mm, yes. Uh, now, granted, the Sedona red is wonderful. I love that sort of muted Sedona red, but then it has that D snake logo, the swoopy snake D thing, and it's just dumb. I mean, it's always been dumb, but this it just on this it's dumb because well, the hat is a matte, flat, matted wool color, <clears throat> and then the the logo itself is done in a metallic stitch. It's a shiny semi-gloss or whatever we're calling the stitch and yeah at least the contrast isn't terrible but the logo i think is just ugh, bad especially yeah, that, when it's monochrome that is by far my least favorite diamondbacks logo like 100 if you're gonna do a snake do the the head on the snake head because yes that's one of the best logos in baseball right now and you got to use it and that's what I, I think that's why I'm so mad about this. It's probably not as bad as it, as I'm making it sound, but it because of the potential, because of Arizona's brilliant logos in the past, this this probably made me mad by pro, by you know association. <laughs> it might have. Well, and like like right now, so uh, we're about to start Wilson's coach pitch season, and and our our uniforms, our jerseys are supplied by the Diamondbacks, and oh. it's the A, right? And it looks yeah. awesome. It's great. Yeah. And I'm glad they did that instead of that D because that's terrible. Yeah, Absolutely terrible. It's terrible. All right, you go. All right, my next one is the Royals. Um, now, I like Royal Blue. Yeah. I love. I actually love the Royals logo. They did the one with the crown on top, but it's all blue and white. Like It's boring. It's boring. And the picture that I'm looking at, it looks like just a decal that was put on the front of the hat. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't even <laughs> look like it's stitched. It yep. looks very, very cheap. and just not good like that is not a hat that i would ever buy not in a thousand years yeah 100 percent. all right um do i have one more or is that well, it you should, you should have one more okay i thought so i yeah. gotta go with cleveland on this one mm, yes the cleveland guardians for those of you who have not been paying attention <laughs> or may have forgotten i forget sometimes i'll be honest sometimes with you. i do too i do too it is the same font as the g they're trying to push in San Francisco, but it's blue and missing a tail. That's it. That's the only difference. And it's muted and it's set back inside and it's barely visible. And I think it's terrible. Their other block C that they were using for a while, they're trying to figure themselves out, going through a little identity crisis they were having, is solid. 
the little college, you know, it's that university font. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's like not bad. S. Yeah, but this is terrible. This is, I for me, some people probably like it. Me? Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it. Um, and that's, like you said, that's just like their regular C that they're using now. And it has like a little back, a little curve on the back of the C. And yeah, it's like, they're like, well, it just needs like a little bit more. But it's like, let's put a little bit of a curve. No. Yeah, I don't know. No. It looks like caveman writing is what it looks like. Or something. <laughs> it kind of does. Right? Like, does. doesn't it look like it belongs in a Flintstone episode or something? Yeah, it does. You're right. It does. I don't know. Yep. For sure. But let us know what you think about these hats, baseball family. Uh, like, which are your, some of your least favorite ones? Because yeah. some of them are just downright ugly. Do you want right, to talk go ahead. about which ones you like? I do, because I want to Me end too. on a positive note. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll go ahead and start. Um, so for somebody who went to a school, like from my alma, our alma mater, Brig, like one of the colors is green. Yeah. They used to be green and yellow, and I should like it, but I don't. However, that being said, this ace hat looks good. It does look good. It looks really good. It's that, it's that lighter Kelly green. Right, mm-hmm. it's all green. green. Yeah. Shamrock, there you go. Uh, with green squatchy, green eyelets, green mesh, everything. But and it's a green A with just enough yellow behind it to make it pop and stand out. That yeah. um, you can tell there's some depth to it. Like some of these just look flat on the front, right? Yep. But this logo, you can see the depth, and it looks really nice. The words of cousin. Isn't that interesting that we hate some of them for the same reasons we love others? Yep. It's just the way it looks. It is. You could argue the same thing about the Yankees logo, which is terrible, by the way. The Yankees hat, it's awful. That logo, like the way they do that, though, it doesn't look good with the. You can't can't do that. I'm sorry. You can't. I'm so sorry. I would love to buy one, but I shan't, baseball family. (laughs) Um, Okay. My first pick for uh, for one of the hats that I like is Seattle. Actually, I love. Oh, Brig, I wanted to do that last. (laughs) Oh, sorry, Brad. That's all right. It's fine. We can do it now. (laughs) (laughs) It's that good. It is. It's awesome. It finally got it right. <laughs> They're headed in the and right the, direction. I'll give them that. But yeah, this are, one is awesome. It's super clean. I love the teal and it's balanced with the white, literally balanced. Every part that has on the compass rose that has a teal has a counterbalanced white. It's fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. And one of the things I think is really cool about it is that this is um, a little bit, it feels like a little bit of an homage to a hat from a few years ago. And mm-hmm. I think it was lids. It was a lids exclusive, I think where they called it like the fluorescent series where it looked oh. like fluorescent lights. And that's kind of what this looks like because the baseball does not have the white background to it. Like it normally would. It is right. transparent. And instead yes. of having red stitching, it has teal stitching and it looks awesome. It stands out really, really bold against the Navy blue. I agree with you. So you have to, you get an honorable mention or pick another one or something. Well, I got I got one more. <clears throat> well, yeah, I have I've two got, more. Well, kind. I mean, this is like what happened with the bad, but I'll go into my next one. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> my next because there's two of us, Brig. That's how this works. Remember? I guess you're right. I always yeah. forget that. I seem to forget the order of operations. <laughs> <laughs> so my next one. <laughs> Um, I really, really like the way the Blue Jays hat hat looks. Ooh, see, I disagree. Go ahead, tell me. Okay, all right. So it's it's really clean. All like I said, I love royal blue. Um, I don't know what it is, but despite being a flat logo, the way that the white is used to accent it, and with the white maple leaf on the back, like where it's normally red, actually looks really good. I think it's mm. a really clean look. Um, I think that they probably could have taken away some of those lines so it's not quite so like shaded and busy. It's um, busy. Because like a couple yeah. of years ago, they redid the Detroit Lions logo and did that to it, and it looks a lot better. I think if they did that to this, it would look better. But I think it's a good starting point and a better than a lot of what I saw. So. so the reason everything you said about why you like it is – the reasons like i like it no no no. Oh. <laughs> i just would have i need the red with the blue jays i don't know mm. why i just need a smattering of it so if you had done the squatchy and the eyelets in red 
it probably would have rounded it out for me. Oh, and they didn't do that with any of them. <clears throat> I know. They're all solid um, colors. And yeah, red squatchy and eyelets would have been outstanding. I think so. It would have been the perfect two-tone. Yeah, so I I that's that's how I'd have changed that one. Um, so for me it falls off the cliff because it doesn't have my idea. So the end. But because <laughs> <laughs> I can do it better. <laughs> I suppose it's my turn. Uh yes. since that's how this works, Brad will remind me. I've got <laughs> speaking of Miami. This and and a simple two tone. This the way they've done the Marlin here is just bold and simple and unpretentious, and it's wonderful. It's a black hat. It's got the neon blue, uh, coral blue stitching, and it's mm-hmm. or electric blue rather, and it's fabulous. That's it. Yeah, yeah that was gonna. That would be my honorable mention. Mm-hmm. If I it's had, fa- it's awesome. It's yeah, so, it looks it's great. So clean. I, yeah, I love that blue color. I do too. It, it's really good. Awesome. All right. Well, let us know what you think about these baseball family drop in the mailbag. And, uh, and we, cause we want to have a conversation about this. Um, but we're going to take a quick break and when we get back, we're going to give you our top under 25 outfielders. A lot going on today. The non there sports podcast is the home of sports talk for everyone. Every other week you can catch David and Jason as they talk about all things sports from current events to classic moments and everything in between. You can find the non Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and more. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Welcome back, baseball family. As we teased in the previous segment, we are going to talk about our favorite players under 25. We've each picked five, uh, and these are specifically outfielders. We're doing, we did infielders last time, outfielders this time. We'll do pitchers next time. But today we're going to talk about outfielders that we think are hot to trot in uh, that we want to be in long-term relationships with. I say that every time because it makes Brad uncomfortable. And uh, <laughs> you... <laughs> it's all part of the valentine's day series <laughs> i just can't let that phrase go so funny to me all right brad let's get this first one out of the way last time when we talked about this i blew it and uh tried to put juan soto in the infield somehow so <laughs> my number one pick for uh, outfielders under 25 that I'm terribly excited about. Cannot wait to see where he ends up after this. Uh, once he gets to sign somewhere is Juan Soto. Yes, uh, he, he was one of mine as well. Um, and the thing that's crazy, he's only 23. He signed with the Nats until he's 25. And yeah. we're already like, he's not going back to Washington. No, we I know they're not going to pay him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's very exciting. Yeah, it is very exciting. So so on the Seattle podcast this week, uh, I recorded that with Jewel, my new co-host there. Go check it out if you're a Mariners fan or if you just want to listen to me talk some more. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we Juan Soto actually came up. We were talking about him, and I asked, I'm going to ask you the same thing. Uh, if Scott Boris walked into your office and you're a GM and you have the money, and he says, I want 15 years, $500 million. I can't remember if we talked about this. Would you take that? We did talk about this. And uh, uh, I don't remember what I said last time, actually. I don't remember either. That's why I'm asking again. <laughs> um, I think it would depend on the re- the rest of my team's composition. But I would probably do 15. I wouldn't do 13. I wouldn't do less than 15 years for that much money. Right, because that's thirty three million a year as opposed to yeah. thirteen years is thirty thirty eight, I think. Yeah, I wouldn't. So it they would have different. to be fifteen. Yeah, for for five hundred million dollars, have to be fifteen. Yeah, I absolutely agree think? with you. Same, one hundred percent. I agree with you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is funny because I'm sure he'd be like, "Yeah, absolutely, I'll take fifteen years." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course. <laughs> well, and, and you know, the CBA stuff is killing me, so I don't know. That's going to change yeah. everything. But yes, it will definitely. Who you right. got next, Brad? Next, I'm going to go with a guy. This guy, I feel like we always channel our Chris Collinsworth and uh, John Gruden. This guy. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be 24 this year. He's coming off of a torn ACL. 
uh, in this last season. But I don't think it's going to set him back at all because he's young and he's athletic and his name is Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, so I was going to say with the Braves. <laughs> yes. Um, he's he's one of the best outfielders in the game outside of his age bracket. Yes. So he's got a he's like I said he's only going to be 24 this year. Um and the Braves have a really good thing going. They kind of robbed him a little bit with that really team friendly deal that they gave him. Um, Super duper team friendly. Big time. Big yeah. time. Ugly. Um yeah, I think they kind of took advantage of him, but I don't know. If I were him, I would be getting a new agent and certainly uh looking for some compensation for that next time around. Yep. yep, I agree. I love it. He was on my list as well. Super exciting. I don't think the injury is going to hold him back because he's young. And But maybe it, it, I just am worried about, will he still loaf? Will the injury like encourage him to loaf? Oh, coach, my knee. More... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or or is he just going to, is he going to step up and, and will this break give him the opportunity to you know, go back and, and realize how good he has it. You know, I don't know. I think that one incident was enough. The backlash that he got from that it was pretty ugly was enough for him. Yeah. To like never do that again. And now that he's stepped away, right. He's had to, he's been forced out for, because of an injury. I wonder if we're going to see him really to, uh, you know, count his blessings and come back. Yeah. I talk. agree. So I think you're right. That'd be pretty cool. <sighs> what? <laughs> Hot to trot. Hot to trot. <laughs> I know. That's twice now. Yeah, okay. Um, my next one, since you stole mine, I'm going to steal yours. This guy okay. is an outfielder. No surprise there. He's uh, <laughs> left-handed outfielder, actually. Throws left, bats left. He has a career war of negative 1.8, as a matter of fact. Um, so don't hold that against him. He is 20... Two, this season will be his 20, age 22 season. He's projected to have some incredible second year numbers. And it's Jared Kellenick. Oh, wow. Yeah. That surprises me. Uh, yeah. Like I, the only reason I don't, I actually, I shouldn't say this. There are several reasons I don't have him on my list, but one of them is because he really struggled at the beginning. Yeah. I think he's yeah. going to come back and have a pretty good 2022. I think especially if we have a shortened 2022, which is looking like we're going to have, it's going to yeah. serve him better. I don't know if it's because there will be more pressure or less pressure. I don't know how he's going to interpret it, but I think we're going to see a lot of good out of him this. And and not just 2022, but I'm looking at him. I mean, he's, he's going to be 22 years old, for crying out loud. The guy yes. has time to grow and mature and become everything we hope he's going to become. So, you know... I just think that as a guy, we're talking about outfielders under 25. This guy is going to be something special. You've been saying it for years, way before anybody else knew what his name was. First round draft pick. It's going to be awesome. It's going to work. Yeah, out. he is. He is going to be, especially if what we saw from him in September is even like a glimpse into the future with him. Yeah, look out. Yeah. So I was going to save this guy for for the end, uh, but. I feel like I have to kind of justify why I didn't put Kellenic on my list. <laughs> Part of that was because I didn't feel like I could have more than one Mariner on my list, right? Ah, okay, well, good. This guy has not seen a major league dugout. Has never seen a major league clubhouse outside of spring training. Okay. Whoa. Yes. Yeah, you heard that right. I did. Uh, this, and, and I am the president of his fan club. I absolutely love this player so much, especially after having watched him live last year during spring training. Uh, this guy is Julio Rodriguez. Oh, I knew it. Brig, I am infatuated with Julio Rodriguez. <laughs> would you like to be in a long-term relationship with him, Brad? <laughs> I would so very much. And the thing that's crazy, and the thing that, so this is the thing that's crazy, is that Jewel and I always refer to Julio Rodriguez, Jared Kelnick, and Kyle Lewis as the Holy yeah. Trinity. Yeah. Um, and that's, and part of that is like the thing that's crazy is that Julio Rodriguez has the highest ceiling of those three guys, right? That yep. Kyle Lewis won rookie of the year. Jared Kelnick is like, dude, this guy is something special. But then it's like Julio Rodriguez comes, it's like, 
I read an article that said that he could be the new face of the league. The whole league, that not just the, the whole league. That he Whoa. has personality, the skill level, the charisma, all of it to go. That he could be the face of the league at some point. Wow. And it's really, really weird as a Mariners fan to be like, man, this guy, because he's number two in MLB's pros, uh, pi- prospect pipeline right now. Yeah. And it's yeah. really weird to be like, but where do they put J Rod when they call him up? Because you've got Kyle Lewis coming back, you got Jared Kelnick, and you got Mitch Haniger who had a, who played out of his mind last year and is expected yeah. to do so again this year. Like, where do you put him? <laughs> so it's not a problem the Mariners have ever, 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 ever. That's true. You know, so you, so the solution that Jewel and I came up with this weekend, the the episode actually dropped today, uh, was platoon Haniger and Kyle Lewis as your DH. Put J Rod in right, put Kelnick in center because that's his natural position. Then then kind of rotate those other guys and left. But mm-hmm. anyway, though, when he gets called up, because I don't know that they're going to be able to hold him down in the minors for too long this season. Mm-mm. Um, especially if there's adjustments to service time manipulation. Look out! I heard his first as last thing with him. I I was listening to a Mariners game on the radio in 2017. Uh, it was a spring training game. It was his first at bat, and it was clocked at a uh, the first pitch he saw. He smoked to the shortstop as like 108 off the bat. I think is what, what? I heard. first pitch he saw off a big league pitcher. Wow! Yeah. So look out! <clears throat> That's going to take the league by storm. That's amazing. I'm excited about that for you. As I'm so excited. I'm so yeah, excited I am. I, because you guys need this. You guys need to get into the playoffs more. So bad. So bad. And the Holy Trinity is going to take them there. Yeah, and J.P. Right. Crawford. And yeah, Robbie you're right. That's right. So, All right. So I'm going to go next. Um, I've got a center fielder, right-handed center fielder. This 2022 projected uh, going to be his 24-year-old season. He's had two le- two seasons in the league. They have not been heavy. What you point at me? What you point at me? I don't know who it is. You should. You do not. I do. It's my. <laughs> it's my next guy. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. You overlap again because he plays with the White Sox. Yeah, it's Luis Robert. It's Luis Robert. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's great. I. He's got a gold. He already earned a gold glove or won a gold glove. Earned one? I don't know. Uh, he won number. Number two rookie of the year voting his first season in the league. That was 2020 shortened season. He played 56 of the 60 games that year. The dude is awesome. And even though he had a, what was like a 32% strikeout rate last season, I still don't care. He's young. It's, this is going to be, this season will be his number three, his third season in the league. He's going to be awesome. Watch out. So you you bring up that strikeout number. That's actually down from his rookie year. So he is improving right. as far as that goes. But True. no, there was a lot of there was a lot of chatter about how he should have won the rookie of the year over Kyle Lewis. Yep. Um and honestly, like as a Mariners fan and the president of the Kyle Lewis fan club, I would have been upset, but I would have understood because <laughs> he had an outstanding year. He did. So yeah, no, Luis Robert, that's another guy to look out for because uh, eventually he's going to, I mean, Tim Anderson is a big personality for that White Sox team, but I could see Luis Robert being the guy who it's like, we build around him. Yeah. But and, he, Luis Robert is, he's getting to, to get in his reps while Tim Anderson takes all the press, all the hype, all the everything. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like it's letting Luis Robert kind of grow and mature quieter, you know, with less attention than because Tim Anderson is there. Yep, it's a, awesome. It's the best thing for him, honestly. It is. Yeah, yep, it's, it's it is. a great thing for him. That's awesome. Okay, no, you go I, next. Yeah, I, I like him a lot, like a lot, a lot. Okay, this is my last guy that I have because um, right. we overlapped. So this guy is probably a little bit of a surprise, but he um, he's going to be 23 this year. He's going to be his 23 year 23 season or age 23 season with the Cardinals. That's right, the Cardinals. And uh, he has uh, two years in the league. He actually has, last year he put up a war of 3.2 in his, in his second season. Okay. He finished third in rookie of the year voting. 
This is Dylan Carlson. Mm. Um, I think if I remember, I think I had him winning the rookie of the year last year. He was my pick at the beginning of the season. I can't remember for sure though. Um, but he, he has, he has a ton of upside first off, but he's improved so much like year over year. His first year it was 2020. You know, he played 35 games. He didn't exceed his rookie limits that year. Um, but he hit 200 and he hit 266 this year. And he hit 18 home runs, drove him 65 runs in 149 games. Uh, I think he's going to be like one of the next big, like probably the next big thing for the Cardinals. Like hmm. he's going to be their next fixture. That's awesome. They do. So, hmm. I like that. I did not see that coming. You're right. I was like, oh, interesting. <laughs> Out of left field, if you will. Oh, 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 oh Brad. <laughs> that just happened. <laughs> you, you dog. That was great. All right. My last one, and then, and then we'll be done. I have one more, right? Yeah, you should. Okay, good. All right. I, well, I mean, I have one more, but I. <laughs> okay. All right, baseball family. I'm going to go with a guy who already. This will be his age 25 year going into 2022. Um, I think some of us have forgotten about him because he only played two games in 2020. And that was obviously because of the pandemic and he chose to bow out. Um, but he played a full season last year. He won rookie of the year in 2019. It's Jordan Alvarez. That's a solid, solid pick. I mean, he's I a problem. Think- He's a problem, and I think we forget about him because of 2020. I mean, he only played those two games, but um, he's not hes not involved in the 2017 issues in Houston. Right. He's young. He's a huge issue for anybody that comes to face him. He's got a 6.9 war right now. In 2021 last season, he batted 277, which is down from his rookie of the year 313 season. And uh, I think that because he took he, he took a year off, right? It's going to level back out. And I'm excited to see what uh, comes. I don't think he's going to stay in Houston forever, though. I think he's going to move away from being a full-time defensive uh, player, an everyday defensive guy. And I think he's going to end up as a DH somewhere in the National League. That's what I think. Well, so so, this, so there's a reason he's not on my list, and that is specifically because he spent more time as a DH than he did as an outfielder last year. That's right. Um, but with the universal yeah. DH, it's going to save his bacon, and that's where he's going to end up. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't have to play in the field at all anymore. He could not be the anymore. next. I mean, he doesn't have to be everyone, a baseball player. Forgive me, everyone, for saying this that an Astro might be the next Edgar Martinez with more power, but he could be. He could be a career DH, and he would be. There would be no problem with it for him anymore. He might literally be the first career DH since Edgar Martinez. Yeah. Yeah, he could. So this last year, it's crazy. He hit 33 home runs and drove in 104 runs. Yep. Like, he was the guy as a Mariners fan that... um, I get nervous when a lot of those Astros come out to the plate against the Mariners. Like, Carlos Correa every time. Alex Bregman a lot of the time. Jose Altuve a lot of the time. But this dude, every single time, it's like he's gonna freaking crank it. I just know yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, you you have to. Your rotation revolves around what, how often he comes to the plate. Yeah, it does. It does absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a true problem for pitchers, and he's going to continue to be. He's going to only get better, and it's yeah. going to be out of control. But baseball family, tell us what you think. Do you which outfielders are twenty five years or younger that you think are going to be in the league and making serious noise over the next few years? Do they deserve big, long contracts like Juan Soto? Are we going to see others that are going to be DHs for the rest of their career, like Jordan Alvarez? We don't know. Do you know? Because if you know, we you should tell us so that we know how you feel about it. You can do that by jumping on BaseballTogether.com. You can drop us a line. You can follow us on a whole crap load of social media outlets, and we even have voicemail. So you can drop us a line and literally record it. I tested it the other day. It actually works. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually works 100%. Don't forget to jump on the shop either. Uh, we're rocking our rally caps today. I've got my United We Fan hat. Brig has his 10th man hat. We both have baseball together shirts on. Uh, you can find all that stuff at 9plusus.com. Spell it out N I N E P L U S U S.com. 
Also, don't forget to jump on baseballtogether.com where we are writing about baseball more often. More like oh. we're actually doing it now. We've been talking about doing it for a while, but Greg, <laughs> we're actually doing it now. It's I know, right? I think you it's actually lost your mind when I wrote an article for baseball the other day. I um, had to double check what you had sent me, to be honest. <laughs> baseball family, don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Let us know how we're doing, what you want more of, what you like that we do. Don't forget that we love those snide remarks as well. And with that, baseball family, we are excited about Patreon. Don't forget to jump in the link tree. Support us if you'd like to. That would go a long way in making this better. And with that, we will catch you next week. Thank you.